0: And welcome to the What the What podcast. I'm I am proud Eric Creech. I'm proud. Keep going. Sorry. Proud. And joining me today, Kyle Whitley, and because she did such a wonderful job last week, and because she su- supplied our topic today, Ashby Brain. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need a nickname, like Ashley the
1: something. It's or not Ashley. Ashby it's it's the the Ashby. Something. Get it right.
0: Brain.
2: I feel like I'm just going to be the calm to you guys' storm That's on true. every intro. I'm just going to come back. We're
0: probably like, going to have to have her it. start doing the intros.
1: Well, I kept like <laughs> throwing my <laughs> arm out there, expecting Eric to flinch. Like, expecting me to hit Oh, that. I didn't even realize. And I was, stu- just, I was like, too
0: busy. I was suckering into my like, iPad. Nope. Like, Look at how beautiful Not today. <laughs> Lovely. I dropped this thing on the sidewalk two years ago, and I'm just too cheap to get it on. It's okay. I don't
2: really have a good nickname.
0: Both <laughs> figure <laughs> out. Well, I've had to change mine. Like, mine in high school was the big E. Why do you have to change it? Well, because I'm not as big as I was. So. Looks well, like, like you're a big like dude. Like, Jor- Jordan, ha- Jordan Edgerton's been calling me little E. Little I don't like that either. So.
1: Well, even if someone's calling <laughs> you that, before you got on our Zoom meeting the other night, he's like, where's little E at? Yeah. <laughs> where's little E? And he's kept looking everywhere for you. All like, my
2: college friends call me B.
1: Ash B. What up, B? Yeah. What Brame. up, B?
2: Right. And my, my dad asked, is it like Ash B B, or is it Brain B, or is it like... B, because, like, she buzzes like a bee, like her mm. personality. And they were all like, uh, yes. Yes. To <laughs> all of those. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's gonna make me think. Like, I should be B-brain. It's like a stuttering oh, problem. Wow.
0: There. There's, there's a psych wow. reference here where, uh in the fourth season, when Gus is... Yes, we're <laughs> turning everything into psychic community psych. this week. Um, Gus's old uh, a cappella group comes to town for their... Yes. And, um... Like, they're told Sean to stay. Yes,
2: so hard to join Yeah, it.
0: So, so hard. You know, he wants to join Black Capella so badly.
2: Come on, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on, son. And um, they tell the two other guys to stay at Sean's dad's house, and Sean nods to him. And then they end up showing up at the crime scene. He, they're like, what are you doing here? We told you to stay home. But then you nodded, which said, hey, sneak out and come join us, B. He's like, no, no, it was goodbye for now. I'm not nearly in tune with y'all to work B into a nod. So... I'm gonna try to work B into every single nod. I
2: love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, why are we here this week? Oh my goodness! Um, (laughs)
1: What's fun now? You can do your psych references, and somebody gets it.
0: Yes, uh, finally. Yeah,
1: I just sit here and I'm
0: like, finally, it's taken us a year. This is episode 50 of the What the What podcast. Oh, we made it. We made it. Looks like we made it. 50. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 50. That doesn't work. Nope. Two more episodes, though. We're we can be do feeling 52. 52. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I want to go ahead and get into something real quick. I posed a question on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account. I was proud of you. You Instagram this week. I know. Well, I, I had to re log in, I forgot our <laughs> login information and all that. But um, I had asked, what were some of your favorite childhood book series mm-hmm. um, in anticipation for what we were going to be talking about this week? But let's go ahead and hit that real quick. Uh, Ashby. What was uh, some of your favorite childhood book series? Just real quick.
2: Well, I was in the group of people who managed somehow to read the first Harry Potter book at the age of 11. Nice. Which is the age he is when the first Harry Potter book starts. That's even better. So 11 is the age of your Hogwarts letter. And so I... But the unmagical part of that was that I then had to wait for every single Harry Potter book to come out. Um, So people who picked it up later will never know that pain or the joy of holding it in your hands. Um, You're right. Yeah. So (laughs) definitely Harry Potter, anyone who knows me, would expect that to be at the top, and it is. But also the Narnia books were big for me. And the uh, Boxcar Children. Yes. I really love those. Love
0: the Boxcar Children. Uh,
2: And then my mom also... Uh, wanted me to read the Nancy Drew books, mm. and by the time I came along, you know the old ones seemed a little dated because they had been written so long ago, and it was hard for me to get into them. But she realized when she went to the bookstore that they have always been kind of keeping them up. There's like different iterations of Nancy oh, okay. Drew, Ooh. so there was like 90s Nancy Drew, and I was all about that. So there go. I know
1: nothing about 90s Nancy.
0: There's Drew. my nod. There's my nod.
1: Um, we may need to either slide the mic closer to you or you closer to the mic. Yeah. Well, I'm I just watched these levels, and you're like here. But then Eric speaks and it's here.
2: Well, so Eric's just loud. I'm just a loud person, Kyle. I can't, like, I have we're a... L-
0: we're loud people. She has a soft
2: voice. I have a, I'm a female. I have a female voice. That's true. Voice. Yeah. We don't want you
1: to, like, kill anybody. We just, like, I mean, want to make sure you're heard.
2: I just don't want to sound angry.
1: No, you don't. <laughs> like I said, if you want, we can move that just slightly closer to okay, you. Okay, let's do and that. And then that way you're not, like,
0: having to hunch over at your microphone. Okay. That's true. Is that better? Um, Sorry. Yes. It's like... Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it's okay. <laughs> I hit this <laughs> while, you know, just for good measure. Um, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, so, I was also fortunate enough to have the Harry Potter book in my hand at the age of like 12 or 13 or whatever, mm-hmm. and I didn't read it. So, Same. Um, yeah, like it was given up. to me as, <laughs> as a present, and, I, I you know, I just wasn't interested in it at that age. Um, I did pick it up at the nice age of 31. Uh, two years ago and I I got mean, it at a Fell book in love fair. Fell in love with it Some I mean, people
2: are just Late to the game That's fine.
0: Yeah. And that's okay Because I'm in the game now And I'm I'm rereading it For the third time this summer Look you showed up week. In the fourth mm-hmm. quarter You got yep. in there That's right I, I hit my two points And we <laughs> lost by 20 I mean <laughs> That's usually how it went In high school Um, I got it at the book fair And now that you say that It reminded me of that Because I remember getting Like this is the
1: new cool thing I should oh, read this the, the scholastic oh. scholastic And then book it ended guys, up On my shelf
2: That's in my notes as one of the things To talk about yeah, It's scholastic book Fair. We won't talk about that
1: um, that needs to be a thing. Like, I think we've done a post on it, but like, we, that could be a whole episode. Like, What if you have 25 books? Uh, what are going to come home with? We to?
0: usually do the Scholastic Book Fair in the fall at our school, mm-hmm. and then we do a different book fair um, in the spring, which we did not get to do this past year. Um, the Scholastic Book Fair is good, but the it's other one... of one, my
2: fondest childhood memories. I mean, <laughs> it
0: was really good, and the kids love it, but there were so many more book options at the other book fair we did last year. Huh. Do
1: you okay. think we can go next year?
2: Yeah, can, can adults I can, come? I can, I can get y'all in. <laughs> can we okay. do a live podcast? Like can we I don't podcast know
0: about it in, in a post-pandemic world.
2: Can we podcast from the book fair? That's what I'm yeah, saying. Set up ju- right in the middle. You know of-
0: what? So what we can do okay. is we can have it at my school, Micro Elementary, uh, the small school where big things happen. Oh, that's great. And that'll be our cross uh, cross-promotion cross <laughs> between what the what uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and our school. And then you can promote it through... Your tourism, Johnston. on right. Johnston County. Visit you Visit know, Johnston County. Johnston
2: County is a great place to live, work, visit, go, to, go school to school,
0: and listen to podcasts. Okay. And I don't, I don't know how we're. I don't know how we're going to fit airflow into this, but your boss's kid—that's true. A first he first so we can interview him. That would be amazing. Luke is an I awesome kid, it out. and yeah. that would like he would he would go right along with that. This mm-hmm. is the crossover we've been waiting for. That's Forget right. Avengers game. This is the crossover. This of is the real world. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Taking it back to where it all started. Meet yes. our podcasting lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can bring
0: my posters from home that I bought at the book so. fair that yes. are still at my room in my mom's house. Yes, yes. yes. Lots, nice. of, lots of great posters. Four fifty plus tax. Um, or actually, they're four seventy five plus tax now. They've that's actually uh, probably cheaper than I thought they were. Inflation. That's that, <laughs> yeah, they they went up like up a whole quarter. Years ago, <laughs> so, um, but other books I, uh, Boxcar Children and uh, the Fear Street series. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Ghost of Fear Street series, which <laughs> kind of followed um, like a. It was different kids who lived on Fear Street or around Fear Street, but it was the same shared universe, which was yes. really cool yeah. um, as a kid. Spooksville, okay. which I, l- I, I have those books on my shelf at work. They're really awesome. <coughs> and then our, our topic today, Goosebumps. Um, what, what about you, Kyle?
1: I had two main ones. Goosebumps was the first one. I've always been a very visual person. And I still—that's probably why I still read comics today. But the covers for Goosebumps like sold it for me. Yes. So I would buy that, and the same way Animorphs was awesome because yes, Animorphs Animorphs had great covers where it was like the kid, but then it slowly morphed into whatever animal they were turning into. And so for me, that was almost like a superhero thing. And so I ended up reading all of those. I want to say I probably did read mostly all of them. And then they turned it to a TV show, which I don't think really held up. But that's really cool. Yeah. That's the main two I remember reading as a kid. Well, I didn't read a ton.
0: I asked that question because our topic today is Goosebumps. And we're specifically talking about the television series. But you mm-hmm. can't talk about the TV series without mentioning the source material, which is the books. True. Um, so uh, we're probably going to hit on our history with the books as well today. Um, for those of you who are joining us for the What the What podcast, we appreciate you joining us as we journey into uh, our world of pop culture. This is episode number 50, as we mentioned earlier. Um, if you haven't, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast by searching for What the What Media. Do you know? Uh Kyle?
2: All oh, one word. No. And I please, I still haven't learned all the cues. So.
0: That's okay. okay. Well, that's okay. You're learning. I was This, this is only time. your second week, so I've got
3: deep dive. You, you, you but it's not dive. even. It's not even you deep
0: dive. dive. It's just. I'm deep. Not still learning. It's Just <laughs> deep. He gets it wrong every week. It's just deep. No, um, deep dive. No. And please rate. Interview us five stars only. Deep dive's catching on. Michael was in
1: my office today talking about how he just listened to the podcast from this, this week. And he's like, yeah, he's so like, y'all
0: want to take a deep dive in there tonight, huh? I was like... Well, that, that's grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. But when I say we're going to be going deep, it's not we're going to be going deep dive. Right, right, right. You know, we're okay. just going to be going deep. Okay. I'm going to work on keys, and I'll I'm do just different background keys noise. from Kyle, yeah, and yeah. then will So, uh, for what the what, please, Point go points, ahead and follow, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at What What Media, all work. On today's episode, we are exploring our favorite episodes and books from R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series. This is your obligatory spoiler warning for today's episode. While Goosebumps is our primary focus, specifically the television series, we will be going deep, possibly discussing details from any of R.L. Stein's work. So, listener beware. You're, dead. you're scared. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty I, I have a That's really good, good evil laugh. You know, you can't tell the kids that you're fun-loving all the time. you got to have an evil laugh.
2: That's true. you got to
0: so. keep Y'all them on their toes. A loud voice. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, which I have scared you mm-hmm. with on a on a youth trip before. Yes. I fussed at the youth, and I scared my... I ducked Japanese. down in my seat and put my headphones in. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm able <laughs> Really fun. Was my first. Youth like trip. Was it was like, oh. his first trip as a chaperone with our church. Like I thought these kids were supposed to like we're us. We're on like, the no. we're on the way back, no. and I, I have to fuss at one of our kids for like disrespecting one of the chaperons, and I I chew out the whole bus, and wow. he's just sitting there, he's just. I was like, I don't like down.
2: the
1: parent I'm, voice. <laughs> no, I'm on the front row, like the kids, because this is the end of the trip. We're on our yeah, way we're home. on our way home. Eric's very home. much a schedule person. I've always the relaxed person. Like, oh, you want to stop? Cool, let's do that. And Eric's right. like, no, no, I did not. We plan have to be any stops. We have, have to be home to by
0: nine o'clock. Nobody but... pees on this bus.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hold it till you get to your own bathroom. That's
0: right. You should have prepared better.
1: <laughs> so what do you mean you're thirsty?
0: No, you never get anything. <laughs> so. Eric's great guy. I don't Sounds like a blast, honestly. No, day. I'm kind of a jerk. I mean, I I, I admit my my shortcomings That's and my still failings. Like come I, off of like putting you as the bad guy every time. No, I no. It's fun to be bad cop. Okay?
2: That's true.
0: We can That's switch true. though. You can be bad cop sometimes, and I can be a good cop. I'd be a horrible oh. bad. Cop. You know, you can be on edge. You know, and then we can switch back, and then you'd be like, "Sorry about my partner." You know, he's been on edge ever since we switched. And
1: <laughs> I would
0: totally... Kids would get away <laughs> with horrible things, probably. I'd be like, I don't know what to say to you. I give up. Uh, I quit. Knows? Who knows? Uh, so here's some basic information about the Goosebumps television show. It originally aired on the Fox Kids Network from 1995 through 1998, and it briefly reran on the Cartoon Network in October from 2007 to 2009, and the Hub Network from 2010 to 2014. It had four seasons. Five, mm-hmm. if you look at um, like Netflix, they have the movies that were released, right, the or the specials, yeah. at a separate category, mm-hmm. but uh, I think they're included into the first season as well. Um, altogether, 43 of the original 62 books were adapted, along with nine stories from Tales to Give You Goosebumps, and two books from the Goosebumps series 2000, which that's where I kind of started Mm-hmm. Getting off the train, I had I think maybe the first six or seven from that series, and then right. you know middle school and you know whatever was right. You know, um, the Chillology three parter was a completely original story, while the episode More Monster Blood was an original story based on existing characters. And Brad McDonald composed the underscore to forty-two Goosebumps episodes, which you know pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: um, to do y'all? Fair, I don't think he should get credit for that first season. Because it's literally the like the intro song played multiple times in multiple ways. It's like, oh, it's time for some music. Where's that intro song? Let's play it. Throw it in there. (laughs) Do
0: y'all? I have some random facts about goosebumps. Um, Do y'all have anything y'all want to add before I talk for the next couple of minutes? No. Okay. I had random thoughts. Random thoughts. Okay. So here's some random facts. this is just about the Goosebumps series in general, and these are all from R.L. Stein himself. Uh, Goosebumps wasn't R.L. Stein's first time doing horror, he says. I was already writing the Fear Street books, and my editor said, why don't we try doing a scary series for 7 to 12-year-olds? Nobody has ever done it before, and R.L. Stein didn't really want to do that. The Fear Street books were geared towards teenagers, which meant it would be a fairly significant change for Stein. He said, I didn't want to do it. I thought it would screw up Fear Street. I thought Fear Street audience would say, oh, look, he's doing younger stuff. It's not as cool anymore. I resisted doing Goosebumps. How dumb was that? I would say he made the correct choice in choosing to do Goosebumps Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I don't think anyone has really heard of Fear Street beyond those who grew up with it necessarily. But Goosebumps has had motion pictures, uh, television series, and they're still doing Goosebumps books Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, The Goosebump books were not an immediate hit. He put them out and they just sat on the shelves, he said. No one bought them. And then after three months or four months, somehow kids discovered them. They had to wait for the book fair. (laughs) (laughs) Book (laughs) fair came to town. We We don't don't know how. It's a mystery. Totally word of mouth. And then it just took off after that all over the world. And then the next contract was for six more books and then monthly. And then some notable actors in some of the uh, episodes, uh, which I'm sure I think one of these uh, episodes will be on someone's list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hayden Christensen, who played, who did a wonderful job playing Anakin Skywalker in yes. the prequels. Mm. Yes. He is the Anakin Skywalker that we all know and love.
3: That's right.
0: Um, he played Zane in Night of the Living Dummy 3, parts one and two. Mm-hmm. Adam West, who you may know from Family Guy, or Batman, the original mm-hmm. television series, uh, was featured in Attack of the Mutant. And Ryan Gosling, who, you know, La La Land, uh, The Notebook, Remember the Titans, you know, Mickey Mouse Club. club. Yep. Mm-hmm. While you're doing... He was in Say Cheese and Die. Yeah. Sorry
1: jump on you. While you're doing that, There's he was also in Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think. Yes. yes. There was only one other actor to do that, and his name was Daniel DeSanto. Or DeSanto, I imagine DeSanto. Yes. Return of the Mummy is the one he's yes. in. Sorry, is that your, did you, did no, you no. choose that one? Okay. No. I do not want to like talk all over it, but uh, I was watching it, and I was like, why does that voice sound familiar? Because I didn't see him at first. I just heard the voice. Turns out he was Ralphie, no, he was Carlos uh, on the Magic School Bus. He, oh. pl- he voiced Carlos, oh, so that's why I recognize that. He also.
0: When are we going to do a deep dive on the Magic School Bus? I'm sure there's fan fiction out there about Ms. Frizzle. I'm just throwing that out 100. there. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Family show. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that afterwards.
1: Yeah. He was somebody, he was also on Are You Afraid of the Dark. He also was in your favorite movie of all time. He was Jason in Mean Girls.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I read that earlier. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yes, um, Jason was such a skis. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, did not call Regina back. That's what he's famous for. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. Back to you. <laughs> uh, that's all my random facts. Y'all, oh, I uh, had one more. Okay.
2: In, in the actor <coughs> category. Um, AJ Cook was yes? in one of the Mummy episodes, and she's famous now for her role on Criminal Minds. Ooh, did not see that. That's good. Yeah. She's JJ on Criminal Minds.
1: It's probably the same one. Because
0: I remember, like, seeing the girl, I'm like, she, she looks like. She had the long like
2: blonde she, hair. Yep. She dresses up as the mummy to scare her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, before we jump into our, uh, where we'll alternate in a favorite episode, uh, our top three, um, talk, let's talk about our history with the Goosebump books. Okay. Um, Kyle, I'll let you go first. I've mentioned it in a little
1: while, but the, I remember one book out of all of them. Uh, like, as I said earlier, like, the covers is what brought me to them. Just seeing, like, the art on them and everything else. Uh, but the one I remember having is attack or revenge of the long gnomes. Yes. Um, and so I think uh, it
0: was book 34.
1: See, I'm not good with that. <laughs> I just know. I had them I had
0: memorized when I was a kid because I had every single one of them. You're also like that with TV shows. Yeah, and that's, so not, can, that's not I, a psychic. I did it either. earlier with psyching. You know, season four, episode seven. No, you're great. At, you're the first person I've ever met that does. 219 that. episodes of friends. Anyway, <laughs> either way, uh, Sorry.
1: But that's what I remember my most. My nerd showing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being the first Goosebumps book I ever got, and I remember probably that's one of the first books that I ever read, like, as a, an actual book book, not some, like, kid's book, even though I guess it's a kid's book. But, yes. uh I don't know. That's what I remember the most. I remember it being one of the creepy things. Like, as a kid, we didn't really watch scary stuff. My mom was, like, not into that, so that meant that we didn't watch it. Uh, so now my wife is catching me back up on all the world of scary, since that's about all she watches. Yes. But, uh... But yeah, uh, that's the first thing I remember about Goosebumps. And I'll be honest, I don't remember watching the show. I was talking with Michael at work about it today. I remember like the theme song and I remember like the intro cuz there's a golden retriever that has like scary with eyes. With the glowy eyes, yes. Yeah, uh, but eyes. in the episode he doesn't have those <laughs> eyes. No, but he does. Um, no, he doesn't. But um good episode. Yes, but better book. Either way, th- our you know, I'll talk more about that later, I guess, but Overall, that's about all I remember about it. I don't remember watching the show. I do remember... Obviously, I did some because I knew the theme song, but... Cool. That's um, it.
0: Your history with the books slash series, Ashby?
2: So, uh, one of the few times in my life that I can honestly say that the... The visual version, whether it be a TV or movie, got me into the books. Oh, that's oh cool. okay. It's almost always the other way around mm-hmm. for right. me because I'm such an avid reader. Or I used to be. Um, reading voraciously as an adult is hard. The struggle is real. Yes, it is. But mm-hmm. as a kid, I mean, I read constantly. So I was probably one of the few kids that went to the Scholastic Book Fair for books and We're not to get like a promotional advertisement for them and get some money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, we if we say it enough times, maybe they'll give mm-hmm. us some like free merch. But anyway, so yeah, I... we we'll just going
0: to scholastic box to spin our <laughs> local book. Here.
2: Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I have, like, very visceral memories of watching the TV show, and I know I own some of the books, and I can remember a few of the books, like the mask one, where the, mm-hmm. the mask yes. gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was interesting about that is I went back and tried to watch the mask TV episode, mm-hmm. and it wasn't... It wasn't my favorite. So mm. it's kind of interesting to me that the episodes that I end up remembering as I'm watching them are not the books that I remember. Right. So I'm, I must have had different favorites. And I just don't remember as much about reading the books as I do about watching the show.
0: Absolutely. Um, for me, Goosebumps was what got me into reading.
2: That, oh, that and Boxcar awesome. Children.
0: Um, I was in fourth grade and I was at Walmart and, you know, I, I you know, like looking at you know, stuff, you know, at, at the little book section that they had at the old Walmart. That's not where it, it is now. It's where the Belks is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right, over, right around the corner from the electronic section, so I'd go look at the video games, and then I'd go look at the books while my parents did their shopping because it was safe to leave your kid alone. You know, Yes, or,
2: in a department store back you know, then?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At your 9-year-old or your 8-year-old by themselves You That's know, right. in Walmart, completely safe <laughs> in 1995 or whatever. So, um, um, but these books, you know, they had, like, Different, you know, bo- Goosebump books out, and they had like twenty of them out, because mm-hmm. like, he he did like a, a bunch of them to begin with, and they just looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I was like, I, I don't know which one to get, and so my parents are like, Oh, he wants to read, so they got me three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they got me the Werewolf Fear Swamp, they got me the Return of the Mummy, and they got me the I believe it was the Ghost Next Door.
3: Okay. And
0: um, I read all three of them, and I was just hooked. And yeah. I was like, I need, I need. The, and I noticed there was numbers on the side of the books, and I was like, Okay, that means. There's more. Like these, and these were like my version of comic books. Yeah. Like you know, you right. have. So every time we would go to Walmart, I'd have to get a book mm-hmm. until I had the collection. And then so I had the first thirty-one books or 30, 31, 32 books that were originally released, like within a year. Like nice. every time we'd go to Walmart, I was like, "Please get me a book, please." You know, and my parents like, "Oh, he's reading, he's reading." So I mean, you know, reading's yeah. good, my absolutely. And um, and then like. They started releasing them like one or two each month or every other month or whatever. So, as soon as it would come out, this pre internet, you didn't have like release dates. Like, I would just, you know, go to Walmart every time I'd look and I'd see if they have a new one. And we'd go right. to Walmart like once a week or once every other week. Right, or like whatever. fingers crossed every time. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, i please have another one. And they would preview the book, the, n- the new book in the net. Um, yes. The, so, mm-hmm. I knew what I was looking for. Right. Um, I didn't know exactly what the cover looked like, but I knew what the title was. And I would try to imagine what the cover would look like. Based on what the title was, right. or based on what the little story, the little snippet uh, of the chapter that they had given us in the previous book, and uh, I did that all the way through the original sixty-one Goosebump books. Wow, um, and that's awesome! Like I would go, like I would go visit my aunt. And, you know, we'd go, you know, shopping or whatever, and she'd buy me a book. And, you know, any time I was with a relative and if there was a book that I didn't have, I, I would beg, please, I don't want a Power engine toy anymore. I want a book. Uh, you know, and so. <laughs> how, how good is that? Because people are so much more willing to buy. Oh, well, it's a learning thing. Yeah. and He doesn't uh, need any more toys, but I'll surely buy you a book. So for a good two or three years, like, like I'd carry the books with me when I would go with my dad to cut grass. I mean, they, I would have two or three books in the truck. Right. You know, just to. Have something to do between yards. Oh yeah, you know what I mean Just, I had
2: a book at all times as a yes, kid. Yes,
0: um, no matter where we went, I mean there was always options. You know where okay, I don't want to read about you know the haunted master. that, You know oh here's one about a, a, an evil snowman. Okay, let's read mm. that one. It's Christmas time. Okay, right. Um, so You're that cutting was cutting grass at Christmas time. I mean, who knows? I mean it, <laughs> I we live in North Carolina. Who knows That's what true. the temperature is 100%. in December. That's true. I mean, a couple of years ago it was like seventy five, eighty degrees. So I wore shorts and flip flops to a Christmas dinner. I mean mm-hmm. um, And it wasn't just like between you you know, it was like anytime we do family trips. Sure. we go visit my grandfather in Fedville. Um, we anytime I'd just I'd have something there. So if I got tired of playing Game Boy, oh here's the book. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um so the Goosebumps books were instrumental in turning me into a lifelong reader is right. um is how like I tell people that and the boxcar children turned me into a lifelong reader. So at that point I was interested in reading anything to get my hands on because of these books. Yeah. So with the television show, um it was just a natural crossover to me. Like I'd read the books and now I get to see it on the screen. Right. And it was it was really awesome to me. So um so here's how we'll do this. We have three episodes each. Um, I actually have four because I'm sure one of these, if not multiple one of these, are going to get stolen. That's usually how it goes. We yeah, don't I have sh- some extras. We, we don't share our list with each other. Um, who wants to go 1st Well We'll go. for go. But Ryan, says what did he say? Uh, we'll get to his comment in a second because okay. uh, I don't want to spoil if this is one oh, of your true. episodes. Oh, uh, so no, that's true. Okay. So, um, Ashby. Okay. You're, you're new on the block here. You're the new kid on the block. Still the new kid. Step on by the block. step. Will forever by be day.
2: the new kid on the block. Step mm. by step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get you, I've right. seen new kids on the block in concert like six times, by the way. Mine, well, nice. so Okay. I true. once <laughs> saw uh, Boys II d- Men open for them. Yeah. That's r-
0: we talked about Boys <laughs> Men earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah.
1: Next time they do a tour, let me know.
2: There you go. It amazing. Uh, they actually legitimately, it was at the Greensboro Coliseum, just a mm-hmm. quick little side note, and they sang, you know, their most famous song, I'll Make Love To You, mm-hmm. Family yes. Podcast. Mm-hmm. We um, did
0: not mention that on our Love Songs episode. Right. <laughs> they <podcast>. made
2: <laughs> red rose petals rain from the ceiling the whole time they sang that over awesome. the audience. I was like, what is even happening? Okay, so my first favorite episode, uh, number one, I feel like you guys... <laughs> You keep saying Ashby can go first because she's new. At what point am I not going to be new anymore? I
1: don't know how many times you're gonna.
0: It depends back. on how many more people we bring That's into the podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if we bring in a fourth, then you won't be the new. Person you will be the anymore. new person anymore. Oh man,
2: I also love that I'm uh, <clears throat> that I'm also like on the 50th episode and I celebrated with you guys. Like I've been here. You for have. all Yeah, 50 you've been here for all. You
0: really 50... have. Well, like, you really and have though. You've you've <laughs> seen this wondering. journey.
1: I'm like, the point Whoo. is, you are a most consistent listener, and Let then now take beyond Chris Road. Like you're the most consistent listener, and then now you've just joined the cast. If Chris was
0: more like close to the Kinley, he He would probably join in as well. That's fair. If we ever get him on here, you'll probably be here too. And then he'll be the new guy. Right. Yeah. You know, Perfect.
2: Sorry. Okay. Chris has to join now. So and I'm he's going to like it so much. He's Nothing.
0: like, "Honey, we got to drive from Berlin." We're going to end up every with week. like, you know how like the local news broadcast has like a five o'clock team and a five thirty team. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to end up having to split our what the what right. teams. You <laughs>
2: know, you guys actually really thought ahead because it's what the what media and mm. not what the what podcast. Well, because so we what, what the what was taken. Well, so. but when we become a media company, that's true. And not just one podcast. When we take over the world,
0: I will take care of. You know, I'll take credit for all that. Yes, because I think I can. With the word you did are all of like that Like
2: forward thinking, is all I'm yeah, saying. So, so my brain
1: doesn't think there. I'm like, what the what one? <laughs> what the what two? Oh, like, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I
0: was like, you know, find something that encompasses like because we we knew we wanted to do video at some point too. Right. So um, I was like, well, something that would encompass everything we do. It's right. Like media. Yeah. Media. media. Anyway, well. number one, numero uno.
2: Number one is I'm Feel sure like I'm gonna, gonna still. <laughs>
0: What?
2: I'm sure I'm going to steal from you guys, but
0: That's okay. Um, I'm used to it.
2: My hairiest adventure.
0: Oh, nice. Take it. Really? No, I didn't have that one That's either. That's awesome. It's a okay. great book.
2: So, I what I did is when I said mm-hmm. that we should do Goosebumps, mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh man, do I remember like my favorite episodes of Goosebumps?" So I went and I ran down the episode list seeing what popped out mm-hmm. at me, and this was immediately I was like, "That's the one where that kid's a dog." <laughs> <laughs> So I watched that one. Spoiler
1: warning. I had no clue, and I was shocked. I was like, wait, he's a dog. What? <laughs> wait a minute. That came out of nowhere. also,
2: don't you have a golden retriever? I do. So, and so like, as soon as like, what if we could just turn it into a kid? <laughs> and
1: immediately, he's sitting on the couch with me. I'm like, he's kind of skinny. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait that's the kid. <laughs> like, I'm like halfway on my phone, halfway watching. And it's all a oh, sudden, man. yeah.
2: So I actually found a meme on Tumblr about it as I was looking There's like goosebump memes on Tumblr <laughs> yeah, cuz I was looking for like goosebump stuff and one of the memes was like someone had turned a tweet into a meme and the meme was goosebumps was a trip man There was one story where these guys get some mysterious lotion and the day after a kid applies it he starts growing hair everywhere and none of the other kids noticed anything, but he's still super wary of the lotion. Then when the book ends, his mother tearfully has to reveal to him that he was a dog the whole time. Hashtag, those things were a mess, and I love them. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the great thing about, like, the book and, I guess, the episode was, like, it was the the twist ending there. Like, yes. and Arlstein, you know, had, like, a different twist ending for a lot of his books. Right. Um, but you, the whole time, you're thinking it's this stupid instantan lotion mm-hmm. that right. was expired and that's what like, yeah right. and and, it's, and it turns out oh no it had nothing to do with the instant lotion it was, you're a dog by the yeah. way
1: what up dog the entire time i was like man they're really like ripping off teen wolf it's
0: like yes. they're going to in a few minutes they're going to be like son we need to talk to you right and like the um i don't did you, do you remember reading the book at all no. So the book had a couple of differences with the episode. There were five kids in their band instead of three or four.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and in the book references, like, they wanted to do songs by the Rolling Stones and um, uh, who was the other, like, old-time man that I'm trying to Lawrence think of? Mm-hmm. No, Leonard Skinner. Lin- no, it wasn't Leonard Skinner. Um, like the a, monkeys. No, the uh, Beach Boys might have been the Beatles. The Beatles. I think it was the Beatles actually. The I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Um, was a song they actually mentioned in the book. No, I'm good, buddy. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so they had like they had five kids uh, in the band, but only three of them turn into like dogs. Okay. Um, in the book, and he actually transforms like fully during the talent show. In the book,
2: wow, okay. where
0: like he has to take over like his lead singer because the other lead singer turns into a, a, a dog who has two different color eyes, right? And um, so in in the middle of the show, he's doing his guitar riff and and the kid, the crowd's like, oh wow, cool special effects because he's got hair growing all over his face, and
2: right? <laughs> and his I mean,
0: so um, that was the difference in the book in the movie, uh, in the TV show. The okay. TV show, he's like, I'm just you know all of a sudden I'm a dog and right, you know, but I uh, mean. it was a really good episode.
2: So it was a really good episode, and it obviously enough to like stick with me all these years later. And what what I really loved about going back and watching these, because I really haven't seen them since Mm -hmm. I was a kid, is the different things that scare you as an Mm -hmm. adult than as a child. And so as a child, I'm sure I was like, oh, my gosh, he's turning into this hairy monster, Mm -hmm. you know. But as an adult, you find new layers of scare, I think, about them, whether they're meant to be there or not. But one of the things that I thought about while watching this episode was two of the things that you're supposed to have absolute belief and trust in as a child are your parents and medical professionals. Yes. yes. And the whole episode. And they failed. The <laughs> parents and the doctor are experimenting on him. Like, they're lying to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is awful to make you doubt your parents and your doctors. Like, that, that was for sure, me. That was just an owner and a vet, though. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: which he th- to be fair, at the end he no longer experiments on dogs. Right. Yes. It's cats it's now. Cats. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Jasper. You're now a newborn. Yeah. Exactly.
1: There's a line in the episode that like stood out to me Though I won't like paying full attention, and all of a sudden I heard it, but he was like, Does anybody in this family use a razor? Yeah. <laughs> <was> yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> when he was at his friend's house. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Can I get some privacy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Can I get my razor out there? <laughs> I know the, the whole time they're on the other side of the door and you can hear the <laughs> zzz, like yes. he's and humming his best. And like, they're and, and they're not quite like why does that sound like my razor going on? Mm-hmm. Like, right. oh, it's probably nothing. You know, mm-hmm. t- t- boys will be boys. <laughs> Let's <Right>. move on. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kyle, um, oh, yeah. do you have no, more? You no, have more thoughts? Sorry, I we had. jumped all over you on that <laughs> one.
2: No, that's all I had. Um, for that one.
1: Cool, so. Kyle. Hopefully, I'll <laughs> your number with this. one. Uh, Night of the Living Dummy Two. Nice. Oh, uh, two, two specifically, okay. Yes, uh, I remember Slappy from like everything Goosebumps. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, one like of he was like the mascot. Yeah, you know?
0: like for the longest time, anything and even like, like the new he, movies. He like even has his own series now. It's like yeah. Goosebumps
1: Slappy, whatever. I right. don't know what right. it's, it's called, but yeah. I saw it because there's, Earl Stein's thing today. Even showed like new book out soon or whatever, and it was that. But um, even in the new movies with Jack Black and stuff that came out, he's the main mm-hmm. character, like the main antagonist and stuff in there too. Uh, but the whole story is this girl pretty much, first off, their family has a talent show in their own home. Yes. Like every time. It's not like it's not like they're at a, a talent place. The, this, the show starts off with a sister singing okay. and going on, and they're like, oh, great job, great job. Now your turn. And then she gets up with her ventriloquist dummy, and she starts like pretending, and the head falls off. And then her sister and brother make fun of her, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, don't your head fall off. And Dad's like, surprise. I walked by the secondhand store and saw one in the window, and now you have a new one. Check behind that couch. Crazy part is it's literally on the side of the couch, and it's been right in front of her face the entire time. Either way. Kids, not very attentive to details. There. No. no. Uh, but she got that, and it reminds me a lot of Chucky from uh, Child's Play, but... Not Child's Play. Is that right?
0: Child's Play? Yes. It Child's sounded play. weird yes. saying it. Child's Play. Yes. Uh,
1: but yes, like because as she takes him out, there's something in the front pocket, and she takes it out, and there's like this weird language, and she reads all three lines. Pretty much Beetlejuice, 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 and thing comes alive. Um, the f- it's funny, it's as as me now watching it, where like he's said some very mean things to the rest of the family. Yes. And they all blame her, saying yes. it's her saying these things. And yeah. she's like, no, it's not. Uh, but that kind of goes on with the rest of the thing. They're, I guess their weekly talent show, they come back, the dad's playing guitar and singing, uh, pretending he's a country singer. And the he makes fun of him, makes fun of everybody else, the whole thing. I don't remember all of it, but... Uh, Later on, you know, of course, nobody believes her, so later on, though, the parents are out of town, and the, well, first off, I think the dummy tries to kill the dad, or at least, like, the dad's asleep right. on the couch, has a guitar, he's about to bust it over the dad's head. She stops the dummy, but also lands on the guitar. He blames her. Uh, something in that scene called me out, too, where kids wouldn't, today wouldn't understand. The mom and the dad, it shows them asleep on the couch, like, where they've been watching so much TV that they fell out. And the TV screen
0: is just all like the snow. Fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy yeah. the screen. Like they played the American flag and the national anthem, and then it's, you know, right. fuzz. Yes. It to me they right. don't do that anymore. Like there, I yeah, saw that. Yeah,
2: literally didn't used to be a 24-hour no. cable, like something on like it won't all Once you got the 2 a.m.,
0: sorry, we're right. going it's dark for air? five
2: hours. Yeah.
1: I mean. We've already had infomercials, and then, you know, Tony Evans, or not Tony Evans, yeah. Tony, uh, man, what's his name? He did the... Robbins.
0: Tony, Tony Robbins? Robins? see
1: the gazelle one? I don't remember what his name was. He would just be running, he's like, You
2: can't do it. That's He'd Richard like,
1: um Oh Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. No, it's not. It's a uh, different to guy.
2: To sell, like, you a can do it. You can you're <laughs> yes. becoming mighty. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. No,
1: I have one of those gazelle <laughs> things in my house. That's the only reason I
0: remember. So this is where you had your Bowflex commercials, your yes, um any of the random things, your QVC. Yeah. Right. Do you, you know. think you could draw for right. art school? Well, you know, you right. get this form yeah. and you draw, you send it yes. back in. Have you or a family yeah. member been uh, fated by me? miso yeah. Philly, Philly Yeah, soft,
2: <laughs> like, soft rock hits of yes. the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s and like a five-album yes. compilation. Album album yes. compilation. And if you order
0: now, we'll throw in another five-disc <laughs> five set. That's right. Completely free. The, the funny thing little is... Little know is that you mean business. <laughs> Call the Hurt Line. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm yeah. The funniest thing is they still exist. <laughs> yes, so yeah. you know.
1: Uh, we were at Erica's parents' house. Sorry for sidebar here, but we were at her, their house this weekend, and we stay. They have, like, a room above the garage, and that TV just has, like, the bunny ear rabbit thing. or yeah. it's like it's digital now, but only, like, two channels on that work. Mm-hmm. And so you'll wake up in the middle of the night, and it's literally a like George, not George, um, somebody, uh, no, Emerald, is now selling pretty much I don't know. It's a rotisserie thing, but it also does 20 other things. Right. And he's got 15 of them going all at once, cooking different things. Right. Um, But literally, the ballads thing was happening the other day. I got out. I I guess I woke up. It it went on into the morning. So at eight o'clock, they were trying to sell love hits from the 50s and 60s. And they even had original artists doing the commercials and everything else. Nice. Anyway, kids today wouldn't understand that, yes, at some point at, you know, probably midnight, two in the morning, three in the morning.
0: After, like, the, the, um, the, the show that Carson Daly did that came on after the late, late show. yeah, yes. Or the, um, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. it was just last good. call with Carson Daly. After that mm-hmm. show, yes. then it was like an hour of infomercials, and then the 700 Club, and then, right. yeah.
2: then there was literally
1: nothing. 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 You couldn't yeah. watch. I remember waking up early and watching the snow waiting for Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh's, or maybe his Mixi- Mickey Mouse's exercise or whatever, yeah. yeah, would come on first on Disney, and so that was the first thing you'd have to wait for it to come on. Anyway, they fell asleep. That's where they're at. Um, family doesn't believe her. Ends up. The sister sees it. You know, she, well, first off, the girl takes it and dumps him in a river. Comes back, and he's back in the house. Sister sees that he's alive. He tries, you know, says that they're connected now. He wants to kill them all. Um, episode ends where he ends up getting hit in the head with a bat. Gets busted up, and some weird green soul or whatever floats out of his head. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, little brother, you saved us. And he's like, it wasn't me. I, don't yeah, know what I was talking sleep. about... And turns out the, other, the other dummy is <laughs> <other dummy's laughs> <laughs> now standing up as the parents have entered the house, and he's standing on the table. Twister First off, that dummy looks twice as scary as Slappy does. Yes, Slappy looks more real, but the other dummy looks very scary. Um, either way, the only reason I chose that one is because it really did stand out to me, as that was the face of these movies, or the, these books to me. Like, yeah. I don't remember reading it as a kid about Slappy, but I remember if you talk about Goosebumps, I automatically go to him
0: in my mind. That's yes. what I think about I had a flashback to, to him when we watched Toy Story 4 last year. I can see that. Yeah, so because there mm-hmm. is
2: a Tumblr fan theory that the dummy in Toy Story 4 is Slappy. Yeah,
0: and I can see it. I totally would agree with that. It didn't, you know, Slappy didn't scare me as a child. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of right. found, you know, the idea of a, a murderous dummy kind of funny as a child. Mm-hmm. 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 But as a 30-year-old adult now, Right. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It freaked me out in Toy Story Four. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. Well, no, I had no a thing. favorite
1: line from this one. Is that it takes a dummy to want a dummy. Yes. So get that tattooed on your chest. There you go. Um, and then there was one other thing from this that reminded me a lot. The mom in this is a real estate agent, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of moms in '90s TV or movies were real estate agents. Yes. And I and I just knew that those existed because all the episodes was like, Well, honey, I gotta go to show a house today. I'm running late to show a house. That's right. That's like I thought that's the most generic thing and that never really occurred to me until watching all this now.
0: Can I borrow your pen? Oh
2: yeah. I need to correct the the name of the
0: episode that is his next episode.
2: So (laughs) one of the other things that I noticed while watching a lot of these episodes is the whole idea of eighties and nineties latchkey kids. Mm -hmm. Like, where are the parents? They're yes. never around. Well, that was the 90s. I mean, Right, exactly. I
0: was a latchkey kid. I got off the bus right. and waited for my dad to finish whatever yard he was cutting to come by and pick me up so we can go cut more yards. I, I mean, just
2: spent a ton of time on my own, like yeah. home alone. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we and Or
2: wandering around the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, just chilling, doing yeah. whatever we want to. It really was, because like Garrett and Harrison lived across the street. So it's like, oh, you get off? What are you doing? Let's go jump on the trampoline. And yeah. that or play 007. Like right, all exactly. or literally
2: just walk around Kinley. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you could. It was safe. Mm-hmm.
0: Good times, good times.
2: Good times. Uh,
0: my uh, first episode listed was The Haunted Mask, which yeah. I know you you mentioned. Yeah, I love the book. Um, so this was the first one. Um, I remember this being a huge TV event um, okay. because, you know, this was the literal first episode or it was actually, mm-hmm. you know, a movie that they put on TV. It was an hour-long movie. Um, R.L. Stein introduced the story. He was creepy as all Get Out. You know, um sorry, Ariel.
2: Isn't it funny how that works sometimes, where, yeah, like, mm-hmm. authors embody their work? Like, yeah. I think Stephen King is also super creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's a really nice guy, but he's creepy. Yes, he Have is. you met him? No. Oh, I know. He's really nice. So, we,
0: yeah, we're, we're, uh, he's really nice. He's behind the bus. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> behind the bus. Sorry.
2: I ran into him behind his tour bus. Mm-hmm. So,
0: the premise of this, uh, this episode, or the episode here, is simple. The main character, Carly Beth, she is easily okay. frightened. And she is picked on by two jerks named Chuck and Steve. And they're really jerks in this. Like, they literally feed her a sandwich, or they put a worm in her sandwich. Like, who does that? There's
3: a lot of bullying. A lot of
0: bullying in this, absolutely. Which is not Um, cool kids. Uh But she doesn't... Don't be a bully. Don't be a bully. Be a star. She doesn't like who she is, and she wants payback. She wants to scare the crap out of them on Halloween. So she goes to find a scary mask to scare them on Halloween, and she finds a creepy store with some terribly creepy masks that aren't for sale, and she takes one anyway. Like she leaves her 30 bucks, so she technically, I guess she didn't steal it, but they weren't for sale, so maybe she did steal it, but she left. I don't know how that works. I don't know how so much the masks were. That's a gray area That's a there. gray area.
2: That's a, that's a gray moral area. Mm-hmm.
0: But she puts the mask on, and after terrorizing the town, uh, including Chuck and Steve in the graveyard, uh, she finds that the mask will not come off, and it um, turns out she can only get the mask off with a symbol of love, and you know it's really weird how that works out. Um, the twist ending here is at the end she gets the mask off and her little brother puts it on. Now he can't get it off, and then that's how the book ends.
2: Isn't that how the mask would? You I was literally thinking of that. Like, Doesn't Cameron Diaz like kiss him and the mask mm-hmm. comes off or something? Pretty something much about
0: something like that. And then I feel like the dog <laughs> ends up coming yes. up and yes. getting his face. Yes, yes. yes. So um, I was thinking that the entire time. Um, the interesting thing about this, I found there's several themes in this uh, that I found interesting. Um, it Has themes of peer taunting, family frustrations. Uh-huh. Um, The desire to fit in and peer pressure causes Carly Beth to behave in a disturbing manner because uh, she does not appreciate her positive qualities. Uh Um, Children's Video Report, I actually did some some reviews on this, they said that uh, Carly Beth has to learn to love and accept herself if she is to find happiness. And the Chicago Tribune stated that the episode reveals the dark side of childhood cruelty towards those who find themselves out of step with their peers or in the in-group. A lot of deep stuff for a children's uh-huh. book here, but yeah. like we said, there was a lot of bullying going on, mm-hmm. and she wanted revenge. She wanted to fit in, so she did something, and it turns out it wasn't the right thing. I mean, I guess you can take some positive qualities from that. It's like, hey, you need to love who you are, and, right. um, which, again, is pretty deep for a you know, the eleventh goose song. See, yeah, I was expecting I'm that from Ashby.
2: I am who I am meant to be. This of me. Sorry. Where of a little
0: bit of a out cuz here I come." <laughs> and all of of a just had a panic It
1: was a little
0: my of a little bit of a little the of a was the first one I remember. It wasn't bit my favorite little bit of a little bit of
2: a little bit of because I remember thinking, okay, what's the one where like the the little girl, like he is his little sister, but he doesn't think it's his little sister. And what I don't understand is that the episode is called Strained Peas, okay, but there aren't peas anywhere in the episode anywhere. Okay, but the premise of it is that you know it's a older brother, new new big brother, mm-hmm. and the parents are bringing home his infant baby sister. And his best friend is like, you know, I have siblings, it's the worst. And he's like, I just want to be a good brother. And she's like, you're going to hate it. They're awful. You (laughs) will cease to exist. You know, like, giving him the what, what, what. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, the parents bring bring the baby home, and the baby starts acting weird, but only around him. And so, he figures out that the baby is not his little sister. It's actually this, like, monstrous creature that's trying to get rid of him. So, she's the only child. Oh, wow. I didn't watch this one. It gets really strange. Like, the baby can talk, but only to him. And she keeps saying, only me. Like, it's going to be only me soon. There
0: can only be one.
2: Yeah, and she'll go, like, when the parents are asleep and, like, mess the house up. And because she's an infant, sure. the parents are like, why would you do this? He's like, it's not me. And, and so, leave, so they think he's having adjustment issues when really he's like, that is a monster. It's mm-hmm. not my sister. Um, and it turns out at the end of the episode that the the kids were switched at birth. And so his baby sister gets taken back by the parents who accidentally took her and they give that baby away to this mysterious couple who shows up and you are led to believe, based on that couple that like they're two sort of monstrous people that had a monster baby. And so they got the monster baby and the monsters got the human baby and they switch back. Um, and there's, yeah. And so here's, what's interesting about goosebumps is there's always like this happy ending Mm -hmm. where you learn a lesson and everything works out. And then in the last like five seconds, there's that like switch hit, you know. Yeah. Dun dun dun! Yeah. So at the last second, the new baby, who he's so excited now, is his real baby sister. Also, then looks at him and is like, "I'm gonna be the only one." Oh <laughs> no! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it too yeah. like, because there's that part of oh, what happens next because we're so used to like all these Netflix or whatever. You're just like cue right. credits. That's It's like it's never again.
2: Wow. So I definitely remember this one. I I wrote on my notes, "How dare you make babies terrifying?" Because it's like <laughs> cute infants.
0: It's the one thing we should have that should right. not be terrifying. Thank
2: <laughs> you. And it's ter. She's terrifying. She eats his gerbil, like, and then she decides that she this. can't eat it anymore, and she spits a live oh. gerbil back up. Oh. Like, eh.
0: like that. That's the thing about Ariel Stein. Like uh, he has literally turned everything into something yes. scary. Yes. Like, okay, you're turning into a dog. Oh, your baby sister's scary. Oh, you're going back in time and now your baby sister disappears. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> you read a comic book, it's scary now. I <laughs> mean yeah. I've noticed out of especially the first
1: season. I started the first season and then like I ended up trying to figure out my episodes. I did similar that you did was I went through and like, what do I recognize? Yes. And let me go and jump to that. But the first season as I was watching it, even some of the other ones I jumped to you realize how much of this is
0: parents just don't believe their kids. it's like yes. no matter <laughs> parents really. think your kids are liars, or right. they want, they want to recommend mental health, which yes. the, again, big champions for mental health in these books yes. in the nineties because yes. it wasn't as popular then. I'm sure as it there was is now. Which a is,
2: few things that I was surprised at, which mm-hmm. is in this episode, once he starts acting crazy, mm-hmm. that they think he's acting crazy, they Maybe talk go about see him <laughs> seeing yeah. a therapist. Yeah, yeah. and the same
1: thing happened with the like the uh, interesting to me the dummy one because. She like gets smashed the guitar and everything else, and they're like, okay, you know, we want to speak to you. Or
0: she comes in like, well, y'all go get ready, and she's like, turns out I just want to talk to her by herself. Right. L- that, that's a common thing, like in both the books and the episodes. Um, one of the episodes that Ryan Bessie mentioned that, which we'll mention at the end, um, you know, he's. Seeing ghosts or whatever, and they're like, well, you know, we just moved here. Maybe he's having. Do you need to go see somebody? Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay. it's very
2: talked about. Um,
0: well, even so, at the, the so that's that's kind of surprising, you know. Again, I for the so. '90s, for yeah. a kids' show that they, they would bring that up, that was one of the things that really yeah. stuck out to me was, you know, how popular. You know, like I didn't know what a shrink or a, mm-hmm. a psychiatrist was when I was nine or ten. Um, right. it just wasn't something we talked
1: well, about I, knew I about.
2: did, but only because my grandfather was a psychiatrist. Yeah. Let's well, see. I remember
1: <laughs> watching Rugrats and just hearing her quote lipshits all the time. That was his name. Sorry, folks. But that was his name. But don't give me that look. (laughs) Um, But he was pretty much like a child therapist type thing. And so that's what all I knew was just this bald guy that was, like, quoted all these crazy things.
2: But talking about, you know, like what I was talking about with the first one where I think about what's scary as a child versus what's scary as an adult. Looking at this episode, halfway through it, especially when they start talking about getting him, you know, mental health Mm -hmm. help. I thought, okay. As an adult now, I realize that like this is a truly serious situation to have as a parent because if he really believes that this baby is a monster mm-hmm. and that he's having some kind of major psychotic break with being suddenly being a sibling, he could be very dangerous to that infant. Yeah. And so it was sort of like a Two steps forward, one step <laughs> back, where they talk about getting him help, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. in an, or, an effort to help him bond, they leave him alone with the child. Yes. They're like, We're gonna leave, you babysit your sister, like it'll, it'll work out. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's,
0: like, it's like Joey <laughs> from Friends' uh, philosophy on fear. You know, if you have a fear of heights, you go to the top of the building. If you have a fear of bugs, Get a bug. Right. If you have a fear of commitment, right. then you be the most committed guy in that relationship you can be, pal. You have a fear of your baby sister, well spend all you know, we're gonna go out for the night. You, right. you chill. Which okay? is great
2: until like he kills his baby sister. Yes. And then it's not so great. Not so
0: great there. Like, <laughs> what options did I have? This right. is what you left right. me I went I to the top of the building you she like you was said. A monster. Yeah. I left her with the bugs and then threw her off the building. <laughs> right. like, look at my journal. Look how it's look how com- it left. <laughs> Look right. how committed I am to this. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that was my number two. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Kyle, number two. I had The Mass
1: Mutant written down, but Eric came back and wrote <laughs> in Attack of the Mutant.
0: Yeah, The Mass Mutant was the name of the comic book in the story, yes. but the actual book and episode was titled Attack of the Mutant. Gotcha. Either way. Number 26.
1: I never once in my life read this book, and I'd never seen the Dude, episode. Dude, the book was awesome. Until yesterday. And so I watched this episode last night or the night before, but. um. It's pretty much Skipper Matthews is this kid that's all about reading comic books. Great name for a character, by the way. He also is. He's pretty much like me, you as a child, especially me, because I don't think you were as fat as I was as a kid. But like this big fat kid that just, you know, he's creative. So he's like reading that. His dad comes in, looks totally like uh, George McFly from Back to the Future, where he's just real nerdy. And he's just like, oh, come on, son, you need to quit. That's going to ruin your mind. And so he gets trying to get him to do his homework instead. Uh, once again, parents trust their kids so hardcore in these things because he's at lunch, he's eating he's eating lunch, whatever, with his best friend who collects rocks. Uh, and his best friend's like, why don't you want to come collect rocks with me this afternoon? And he's like, well, I actually, I have an orthodontist appointment. Found a great rock park down the road. <laughs> well, that's, that was his explanation. He's like, why do you collect rocks? He's like, because no matter where you are, there's always a rock near you. You can always collect rocks. And he's like, okay, great. It's, it's a good... He's not wrong. Yeah, you know, he's not wrong no, at he's all. He's not wrong. So he leaves, he goes on... Uh, he gets to go on a bus across town. It almost seems like New York. I don't know where he's technically at, but it's some big place. By the time he gets off the bus, his parents have he has an orthodontist appointment. Now, if I had an appointment, my parents would like get me out of school and yep. take me there. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, you go get something like
0: McDonald's right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. So no, no he, kid, he's going by himself. He, like, get on the bus. Don't forget your. You're ten years old. You're old enough to do things on your own now. Mm-hmm. Dang it. That's right. And so latchkey kids. He's, he's <laughs> like somebody's got to pay for these things. We got to work. You take yourself to the doctor. He's like here, here's my credit card. Why not you Why don't you
1: have a job yet? By the way, kid. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. And so they're on the bus, uh, or he's on the bus, ends up talking to this girl, where she's like, oh, do you go to the school? And she's kind of like flirting with him a little bit, it seems like, and all of a sudden he turns into...
0: Because flirting was a big thing when you were 10. Well, especially as a fat kid. Or 12, or whatever. Well, maybe at 12, it would have been... Yeah. A, but for him, yeah. Either way. A, some girl's paying attention to him, and he's fat like, oh, That kid that's hey, never up, given girl? him any mind,
1: like, right. for her to be paying attention to him, he, that means the world to him. And right. she's like, oh, you like comics? I do, too. he's like, Okay. My name is Skipper. What's your name? We're getting never? married. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Wait a
2: second. A girl who likes comics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it turns out like she loves pretty much what is Archie, but she they can't mm-hmm. say it obvious reasons. And then she's like, "Oh, you like superheroes? That's so stupid." Blah 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 blah.
0: She would have been a r- big Riverdale fan in 2018. Yes. Yes. So,
1: but uh, he misses his stop. He runs and gets off the bus. Realizes he's in the middle of nowhere. Looks and sees this building that looks just like the layer, secret layer of this. He reads comic books. It's all about the villain. First off, I don't get that. His favorite comic is a villain comic, but I guess people the do Mass that. mutant. Yes, and so he gets back on. He's he's smart at least. Instead of going and checking, he's like, I don't want to be late to my orthodontist appointment. Gotta do that. Weeks later, he ends up going back. Like his dad wakes him up, he's like, don't forget you got your orthodontist appointment today. He goes back, decides to go in. Uh, the girl shows up again. He goes in. Uh, either way, he ends up back in this place. He ends up at home. He's scared. Well, he ends up in the place. Goes all the way through it. Gets scared cause creepy things are happening. He gets to an art desk that has all the original drawings from these comics. First of all, I was like geeking out over that. I was like, "How awesome would that be?" I'd be like folding, like because they're all in folders. I'd be like packing the folders and taking them with me, um, because stealing stealing is fun, kids. Yes, but he does, stealing like, is
0: cool, and you know it. <laughs> so,
2: but that would be like stumbling upon Stanley's yeah work desk. Yes, it's
0: like hey, Stan, I, you and got plenty just, of like, these. Yeah, just,
2: and there's
1: nobody else in around. my pocket here. Right. <laughs> And then in the midst of that, he notices there's a drawing of himself that's there, so that's a little creepy. He turns around, and then like the Masked Mutant is there, and then two seconds later, it's not. It's just like a cutout, and it's the little girl laughing again, and she's there. Uh, either way, creepy stuff happens. He goes home. He doesn't want to do with comics ever again. Right. His dad or mom one's like, hey, something special came in the mail. It's like the newest comic book. He doesn't want to read it, but he ends up opening it up and turns out the... A new challenger appears. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, get it's this. Skipper Matthews. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm going to get this name right because... The Galloping Gazelle. Galloping Gazelle.
0: Played by Adam West.
1: Yes. So first off, rewind. When the show starts, there's Great a... Great narr-
0: superhero. <laughs> there's a narrator. And Y'all made like, fun of Ant-Man. We have a Galloping Gazelle, yes. yo.
1: <laughs> the episode starts with Adam West narrating this like a comic book. And I was like... There's no flipping way they got Adam West to be on a Goosebumps. TV right, they show. got
3: actual Batman. He,
1: yes, they he got. He
0: must have really needed the money in the '90s. I mean, well, you don't May, may he rest in peace. I mean, he was awesome.
1: But I've watched documentaries and talk like and listened to podcasts with him on, and he honestly went through really rough spells. We couldn't get any job. He right. was Batman, and that yeah. was it. So for me now being like, no way, they got him. It's like, obviously, no, they, him got, they like, got thank him. goodness I got, you know, paid 20 bucks to do Look, this.
2: Look, most celebrities, if they are being honest with you, mm. will tell you that the convention circuit is just for celebrities sure. to make money when they can't get work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with that. No, no, well, no, especially no. now. Like, I'll pay to take a picture with you. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm Ta- not, shut up and take my money.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but either way, he in, ends in up. my picture. The <laughs> comic <laughs> book he gets in the mail is the gazelle is trapped. And he says, "Whatever the uh, what is it, Skipper? It's like I need your help." And so he's like, "No way!" And so he's convinced himself it's like dark, so it's at least like nine, ten o'clock at night. What does he do? He leaves his house, gets on the
0: bus, and goes back. Mom, I'm going bus. on the bus. I'll be yeah. home in the morning.
2: Mom, I gotta go help Batman.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you wouldn't understand.
0: That's fine, honey.
2: Right? Yeah. Take a saying. coat. So it's the '90s, and she's like, yep. "That's fine." Just mm-hmm. let, you know.
0: I'll leave the light on for
1: you. Right. She pulls a sand light. Get in a little bit of that. trouble. It's yeah. okay. Jump some fences. Uh, Go he rob goes, a store. He hits him, and then I'm blown away. All of a sudden, he gets there, and Adam West is in a dang gazelle's costume. It's like they they didn't need to get his voice, they got him to dress up in a costume. Magical.
0: Yes. We'll pay you 20 more bucks if you put on the costume, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: they get him out. The guy, the mask <laughs> unit shows up to like capture him or kill him all or whatever. And he's like, "Let it me use go. my superpower," and he just runs in the circle really fast. And there's this brief oh, second man. of the mass unit sticks his foot out and trips him. And he's like, <laughs> "Okay, well, peace out. And good luck." And like, "Well, leaves. you figured out my one weakness. I trip." <laughs> so. And so, turns Same. out,
0: <laughs> I'm clumsy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> turns out that he's now in a comic book because the whole reason this guy is here, the mass unit is because he wants new villains or new foes to fight against. And so he has now turned Skipper into a comic book person. And so Skipper realizes that and says, you know what? Well, if I'm that, I'm actually the Colossal Elastic Boy or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember. And so, Great name. Yeah, so he Basically tricks him, their
0: version of Mr. Fantastic.
1: Yes. Yeah, so he tricks him into turning into acid because like, that's the only thing that could stop me. And turns out because he's such a comic nerd, he knew that that only weakness of the mass mutant was to turn into a liquid. Because he can only change. He's a shapeshifter in solids. solids. Yes. Turns out, P.S. the little girl flirting with him on the bus also was the mass mutant. Yeah,
0: twist ending. She she's a shapeshifter. She was the mass mutant the whole All time. All along. What? No, it I'm was not. it was me the whole time.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't know a bunch about this. So I was like reading. First off, hold on. Let me it, go back to. I'm this. gonna have to find
0: the book for you because it's fantastic. Yeah, I actually, you, like the you book. would love the book. It was one of my
2: favorites. I'm gonna have to go watch this episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It's
1: a two-parter. It is. It's two parts. Um. Uh, I, don't for, I wish I had. It's like goosebumps.fandom.com or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys because you have all this information out there I got today. And it's cool where you do the comparisons where we don't have to, where it's like, here's what the book says. Here's kind of what the movie is. Here's what's different. Um, and so there's a couple things in there. And I don't remember exactly how the episode ended, but he got, in the book, he gets cut. And instead of bleeding, he bleeds out ink instead. And yes. I know he's in the kitchen and his mom's like, Oh, you've got ink on your hand, and he's like, "I promise I won't get it anywhere else." And then she's like, "Got his hand cleaning," and the next thing he walks away, and just like he's in the living room now in his superhero costume with his arm stretched to the kitchen. Um, I don't know. For me, it was one of those things that obviously comic books, but Adam West being in it, that I did see that he was one of the only like big stars, I guess, big stars, whatever for for the time. At for least. the time Ryan Gosling wasn't him. in the notebook in the '90s, so. no. And Batman reruns are still on TV, so I mean, yep. there was that. I did like one of the lines. He was like. Adam West, you know, escapes and he's trying to communicate to his, like, other superhero friends and he's like, Gazelle to the League of Good Guys, Gazelle mm-hmm. to the League
0: of Good Guys. So, yes. so ah, the Good guys. The League of Good Guys, yes. classic, classic group. I always um,
2: say please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> Avengers, they <Day> are not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the big thing for me is just so much about the comics. Like, I drew, I remember, I didn't read comics as much as a kid, but I remember drawing them because my granddad worked at a print shop up down Kinley, so every day after school I'd stay with him. And so, obviously, I'm surrounded by paper and everything else. So he's obviously, like, well,
0: when you were not walking the streets
1: of Kenley, you say that's, that's true, yes. right? So, uh, I could walk, I just couldn't cross the sidewalk. So I was limited to a block. Uh, You're limited to the nostalgia. one block area. Yes. <laughs> so can't go to the post office, but no. I
0: can look at it and wave. Yes,
1: actually, I actually like I could. His building opened up to the post office in oh. the back. So, so okay, so, so that was the block. We'd play ball in there. Okay. Um, but they said on there on GoosebumpsPhantom.com they said in the scene. Where Skipper is trying to find the Mass Mutant's headquarters, uh, the cover of the Mass Mutant comic he's holding peels back a bit, revealing a cover to a Punisher comic. So Ooh. he actually has a Punisher comic with a different cover on it.
0: Well, to be fair, in the nineties, Marvel was you know bleeding money too, so they That's probably true. they probably didn't care. They were just happy for the publicity. Mm-hmm. So
1: either way, that was it for that one. Like cool. like I said, I would actually like to read the book, but just number
0: twenty six, I believe. <laughs> Great, uh, <laughs> of course. eBay that now. Well, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. my number two was number twenty four. The Phantom of the Auditorium. Yes. Um, and I, I love this. Uh, so, this is basically they're putting on a play called The Phantom, obviously based on The Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke gets to play The Phantom in the school's play, but strange things start happening. There's an urban legend about the school putting on the play many, many years ago, and the lead got killed and they never finished the play or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, strange things are really happening. Um, there's a trap door on the stage that leads below the school because that was a thing, apparently. Uh-huh. I don't know why we don't have one at our school. Um, maybe in the budget next year. We'll see. Um, but uh, this was one of my favorite books, and it was great seeing it come to life on screen. It The cover looked so cool. It was literally the guy like with the cape and the white mask, and he had the black and the purple, and it just looked so awesome. Wait a second. Flashback. Hang on, hang on. I'm getting okay, to it. Okay, you're getting there. Okay? Okay, okay. This was the inspiration for me to dress up as the Phantom in fifth grade. I don't know if you remember the Halloween costumes episode, Ashby. I do,
2: but okay. I thought that was because of Phantom at the Megaplex or whatever. He
0: never seen it. That was the one i thought Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, uh, no. That this was, was fan, this was originally. Phantom of the Auditorium. The cover inspired me to be this character like, for God Halloween. Did any of this be about
3: Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, exactly, like yeah, exactly. The exactly. source material. <laughs> no, not no, not at all.
0: No. <laughs> Um, the best part is you left your mask at school. I right? left my mask at school the day of Halloween, so my dad had to get the army paint to That's cover right. my eyes, and it was just kind of stupid at that point. At least it wasn't the Blue Ranger. So, um, but yeah, so my number two, Phantom of the Auditorium, yes. uh, nice twenty-two minute episode. Uh, definitely go watch it. So.
2: but there's also an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I'm pretty sure about a Phantom.
0: Uh, there has to be because there's like I'm pretty sure. there were like 90s phantoms were like all the rage.
2: Phantom in the nineties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, what was the the Batman animated movie? Uh, the Mask of Phantasm. Yes. Yes. We uh, had the Phantom Menace in Star Wars. Yep, you, exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, so phantoms were, were huge.
1: Well, I just see them like checking the list. Like, what else wouldn't parents believe? Well, they probably wouldn't believe there's a phantom in the movie. Oh, great. Another well, book. You don't know
0: down. what a phantom is? Let's
1: write it down. Right. That's so. that guy with the mask, right? Sure. Don't call the opera. That way we don't have to pay
0: for rights. That's right. That's right.
2: You know the irony of watching these again was I don't like scary things as an adult. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's for the same reason that I don't like sad things as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, adult life is already sad and scary It's already scary sad and scary and I, enough.
0: I don't need my emotions right. toyed adult, with even more. I don't
2: need that in my yeah, life. At, at I this like point, escapism now. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the
0: same way. I grew up loving horror movies, loving, um, you know, watching the sad stuff, The you know, the stupid romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. I've gotten older, it's like, you know, just give me some nice action that's pointless and brainless. and right. mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to see all this other stuff because, again, real life is scary and right. sad enough. And there's and
2: good drama out there. Like, when you guys did the Dead Poet Society episode. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I remember watching that um, for the first time in college because yes. I was mm-hmm. late to the game on I that. watched it in college, I too. Yep. And I remember just sobbing. And these days... You know, I know there's good drama out there mm-hmm. like that. And I know that there are classics I could go back and watch that, that are worth being watched. Mm-hmm. But the idea of voluntarily watching something that's going to make me sob for 30 minutes just doesn't. And there are some people that can watch it and be like, oh, that was really touching mm-hmm. and moving. And then just that's it. But I just, like, I watched, I told someone this recently, I watched Atonement in mm-hmm. college with no concept of what I was about to watch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like a period drama.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I never read the book. And, it, and I'm not going to spoil it, because I know we talk about spoiler alerts, uh, warnings on here. We didn't warn this one. But we didn't warn this one. And if you ever want to watch it, it should not be spoiled. But I it has a twist ending, and I did not see it coming. And I sobbed for two hours. Because every time I'd stop crying, I'd think about it again, mm-hmm. and I'd start crying again. And I'm just like, why do I want to do that to myself? <laughs>
1: I go through. It, I have to be in that mood. The same way I mentioned it, even with Dead Poets Society, like it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. But I can't watch it all the time. Right. No. Like if if and it's not like I want to be depressed. It's just one of those things of like, you wake up and you're in one of those moods where it's just like I don't want something that's just goofy right now. I just kind of right. need something that's real and I need to feel that right now. Let me put
0: on Blank Check for the third time since Disney <laughs> yep. Disney Plus came. Correct, off. Richie Rich. Yes. yes. Um. I mean, this is yeah. coming from guys who. I mean, we cried watching Toy Story Four last year when that's, it came out. I mean,
1: just like what's well, one of the things? Like that's an emotional connection to your childhood. In the same way, like there's a lot of Robin Williams, like being my favorite actor. There's a lot of stuff that you can sit and it's hilarious. But there's also ones that you sit and it's really like it can wreck you. And so I mean, I don't choose that often. Like, right. if, but sometimes like I can't just go sit and watch them. I have to kind of be in that mind. I know it's gonna kind of put me there for the night. Right. Or whatever, I mean,
0: but. nowadays if a a commercial comes on that sad enough. I'll cry at that. I mean, that's right, just where it is exactly. now. As an adult. Sarah McLachlan ruined me. Yeah, for that whenever yeah. whenever you see the PETA commercials, thanks, Sarah McLaughlin. I appreciate it. Um, I feel bad for all the poor little doggies that yeah. don't have uh, homes and stuff. I mean, and are yeah. being abused and don't have food, um, you know, in the arms of an angel. <laughs> just right. Mm-hmm. So, fly away. Yep, fly away. Yeah. Um, we're over an hour on this podcast. So, number three. <laughs> so, it's
2: me, is what you're saying. I make the episodes long. <laughs> no, I blame Kyle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll take it. that. That recap was 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I try to get better at that. I suck at that. <laughs> just, I'm not good at it.
2: I mean, I, I get what you're talking about with summaries now. Yeah, you do I'm not. Because I overthink
0: like, it. I yeah, overthink sorry. so much. I'm like, well, I'll
2: i just even do really
0: When I said hit the high stories. points, I meant literally hit the high points. High there, we got to go points. through nine episodes tonight. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: man. <laughs> Don't worry. The last one I can jump through
3: real fast.
2: But this, watching these did make me want to go back and watch, like, So Weird mm-hmm. and Are You Afraid of the Dark, mm-hmm. because that's a level of scare I could handle as an yeah. adult, whereas, like, the level of scary that this was to me as a child, like, whatever I would have to watch to be that scared as an adult, I can't handle anymore. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it.
1: Well, like, not to, like, steal it, not to go on for another ten minutes, but, like, we talked about doing Are You Afraid of the Dark before we said Goosebumps. But the only reason we chose it is because right now Goosebumps is on Netflix. Anybody can go watch it.
2: Right. Are
0: You Afraid of the Dark, I think, says YouTube right Yeah, now. you have to pay to, have watch to watch pay on yeah, YouTube. Or find
2: like a really terribly ripped yeah. version of it. And know.
0: I didn't grow up watching Are You Afraid of the Dark because I was deprived of the child.
2: <gasps>
1: now see, so for funny. me, Are You Afraid of the Dark is the one I watched. But it was like, yeah. if you went, you had and Eric even, she got excited. We were driving back from Newburn and we were all talking about it. And she's like, oh man, I remember that. We would turn all the lights off. Yes. We'd put sheets over the windows. We'd make everything as dark as, as possible as to possible. watch it. Yes. And same way, like I'd be in my cousin's house and they would turn off all the lights. That's mm-hmm. why I started watching. I'd go home and do the same. You had to have all the lights out. Erica got really pumped. She's like, y'all need oh, to yeah. turn on all the lights and record, uh-huh. have some candles and blow it out at the end. That's right. I was like, well, we'll remember that for someday. Yeah, we, do we, that?
2: we will definitely have to do Are You Afraid of mm-hmm. the Dark someday If n- for no other reason than for Eric to be able to watch a lot of yes, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Absolutely. Because it's fantastic. It is. I'm down 100%. Yeah, genuinely scary. Anyway, it's t- it's talking about not genuinely scary. So <laughs> um, I my third one is not, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I put it on my list just sheerly because it it was just like I, this is unbelievable. Mm. So I was sort of scanning, like you and I talked about, mm-hmm. what, do, what do I recognize? And I really thought that I recognized this episode. It was called The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Yes. And I was like, freaky scarecrows. Mm-hmm. That definitely would have been up my alley as a kid. Yeah.
0: Number 21.
2: Let's do it. Number, episode number, 21. Book, no, no. number book, 21. book number 21. Book number 21.
0: Yes. Book number 21. I'm glad you know. And um, I could be wrong. I could be <laughs> just making these numbers up and y'all have no idea. Anyway.
2: I got about five minutes into this and was like, absolutely not. I don't recognize it, in fact. And this, out of all of the episodes that I ended up watching, this has got to be the worst acted episode <laughs> I have that's ever saying a lot. seen. It was horrifying in the acting alone. Not, I will say the Scarecrow's were genuinely scary looking,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but the rest of it was just like, what What is happening? It's like, no. okay, so these two kids go visit their grandparents, um, and they haven't been in a while. They're going for the summer, and they get dropped off. They get picked up and dropped off by the farmhand who also has a son. Stanley. Stanley. So Stanley's the farmhand. No, wait, Stanley's
1: in here? And yes. I missed this? Yes. yes. No,
2: Stanley is the oh. farmhand. I was like, wait a second. And his uh, son's name is Sticks. Yes. They call him Sticks. Sticks.
1: Remember that from when you have a child. But here's the <laughs> Sticks, thing. Sticks, writing it down. Yeah, what up, sticks? Thing.
2: I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I thought at first that they called him sticks, like you pick up sticks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why would you call a kid sticks? Mm-hmm. But then I realized in every, even though he's like a country farmhand, in every single scene he's wearing a classic rock t-shirt. So oh, I wonder if okay. it has something to do with the band. Sticks. Oh, that makes I figured sense. he
0: was just either really really skinny or really really dumb.
2: Right, but I'm wondering maybe if it's because he listens to classic rock. And i like, that's you even like better. Sticks.
0: Nice reference there. Maybe for
2: anyway, a perfect
1: reference in the midst of all of this, Chris Roden. Used to listen to sticks sail away all the time.
2: I've seen them in concert, they're fantastic. That's amazing.
1: I've never seen them. Yeah, they're really good. Chris Road gets his mention in the podcast. Yep. He gets into it. Mm. So anyway, they they take an hour and seven minutes.
2: Things are going weird. The scarecrows are moving, their grandparents are acting weird. And it turns out that Stanley found this book of Latin spells. That's always a bad idea. Yeah,
0: anything Latin's awful.
2: Awful. And then he read Dead
0: Language for a reason.
2: That's right. He read from it and then the scarecrows came to life. And then he was trying to make them go back to not being alive, and he couldn't manage to do that. And he was saying that he would – this is where it got (laughs) really dicey, like, plot-wise. He was saying that he would make them go back to sleep if the grandparents who he worked for did what he said. So, like, he was trying to Blackmail. Right. It's like, I'm the captain now. I don't like chocolate
0: chip pancakes. Give me cornflakes.
2: Correct. Correct. And don't tell your stories, or yep. your stories are terrible. And Give me I more want cornflakes, cherry pie instead of blueberry pie, or something. Mm. So anyway, it stop
0: calling my kid sticks. His name's Stan. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's right. <laughs> and so it just like there were so many plot holes, and there were so many weird climaxes, mm-hmm. and then like the scarecrows were dead, and then they were back, and then they were dead, and then they were back, and it was just. Terribly acted. It was all so this weird. in 22 minutes. All of <laughs> it they crammed so minutes. much in the 22 minute it episodes. Was bizarre. But my favorite quote is when the two kids are in the cornfield. Which, by the way, cornfields are legitimately yes. creepy. Yes, yeah, sh- any context. Children of the Corn.
0: Anybody? Exactly. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: And so they're they're the, just the two of them, the brother and the sister, are playing hide and go seek. And she's trying. He's hiding, and she's seeking, and she's looking for him. And suddenly, she just goes, "Hide and go seek with two people is stupid." <laughs>
0: She's not wrong. She's <laughs> not <true>. wrong. <laughs> no. She's not wrong. The best games of hide and seek were with multiple people oh where you had gosh. options to go after, not mm. just the one person. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, this I wouldn't categorize this as my favorite, but it was one of the more memorable ones rewatching mm. because it was just truly terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that way about my third choice. Oh uh, boy, oh boy. As I mentioned earlier, the only book that I really truly remember reading is Revenge of the Long Gnomes. And I remember as a kid loving it and being like, this is amazing, and it was scary, and everything else. I watched this and I was like, there's no way that I love this book so much because this episode's horrible. Turns out, like, the book's much better, and it makes me want to go back and reread the book. But it's pretty much this dad that loves, you know, decorating his yard. So he's got lone gnomes, he's got all sorts of, you know, flamingos and all sorts of crazy, huge things everywhere. Um, And so he picks up these gnomes and brings them to the house. And the kids are outside, like, playing in the yard, and they throw the ball across into the neighbor's yard. And I think his name's, like, Major McCall. He's, like, this old man that's mean and grumpy, and he was retired from the Army or whatever. And so he won't give
0: the ball back. Yep. You're, you're cliche, you know, retired old yes. Army yes. neighbor. Yes, grumpy, grumpy old neighbor. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> Stay off my lawn, kids. <laughs> like Red
2: from that 70s. Yes,
0: <laughs> pretty much Mr. Shaking Wilson. Shaking hand, you know, yelling at a cloud, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So he won't give him the bottle back, and he's like, no, I'm keeping it. And then that night, like, his garden gets wrecked. He's really hardcore about his garden. His garden gets wrecked. He comes over, blames the kid. He says, like, you know, you crushed my melons. And he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, I wasn't even outside. And then he's like, "Somebody, you know, you drew this, like, horrible picture of me on the back of this melon and then whatever. And so it happens like that a couple times, and the kid starts hearing these noises at night, and he's like, I think the lawn gnomes are alive. I think there's a better reason for him to believe in that, but whatever. Um, thankfully his sister believes him And he gets like a camera Tries to record them Then they I think like Pretty much like wrap up the kids Or kidnap at them or whatever Either way The kids figure out like bright light Makes them freeze again And so they think everything's over the, Evidently his dad if, Once again makes me a dissimist Because his dad has entered in some contest For like best lawn The judges are there We love your yard blah, blah blah And he's like oh thank you for the award And it's like oh no we didn't win There's that one thing that ruined it all and the kids were like, the lawn gnomes. are like, no, we love those little fellas. And it's like, that thing over there. And they go and look, and now the neighbors now turned into a lawn gnome thing sitting there. And it's kind of like whatever for me. It's just like, okay, this is stupid. Like, so you're not going to notice the neighbor there anymore. Or whatever. Like, It just ruined it for me. Right. That's but not it, how the book ended. Well, no. And the, So I went back today and was looking at, you know, com, And f- they cleared everything up. I was like, okay, that makes some more sense. We're like... The kids are like trying to, you know, they weren't all bad gnomes. Like some of them were good, and they were just like, you know, pretty much like seven dwarfs from Snow White. Some there was like one really mean one, and the rest kind of goofy and everything else. You had grumpy, sleepy, Dopey, sleepy, angry. Happy, yep, Doc. And, and all they had was Hat and Chip were the two gnomes that they had in this one. Um, I guess but
2: that Doc was the only one that didn't have a like a emotion. Yes. Yeah. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Poor guy.
0: What well, you know? You, the, he he was, got he, all the money. He was the doctor. He was one who uh, mm-hmm. diagnosed them all. Yes. Well, he rough. named them probably. Poor Dopey, by the way. Oh yeah. Fan fiction. <laughs> Seven dwarfs. <laughs> Poor Dopey. <laughs> uh, but uh.
1: in the book, uh, I, was, I was reading it in today, and it said like the other ones were like trying to convince them, like we'll leave you alone if you'll take us back to the place that they were bought from. They're like, you know, there's these other like six of them that we want free. You know, are other friends or whatever? Well, they either open the basement, and there's like 600 gnomes in the basement. And so I think they throw them in there, lock them up, and they're like, hopefully they'll never come back again or whatever. And I think the next day the lawn gnomes are gone, but now there's like this like giant gorilla statue. Yes. And they're like, of wow. course, in classic goosebump, or go- goosebump, goosebump fashion, as it's about to end, they're like, oh, this is so much better because everything's better than the gnomes. And in the last than, five like, seconds, the gorilla looks and, like, winks at him or smiles at him or whatever. like, And now he's alive too. So.
0: I don't know. Yeah. We don't know if he's winking or if he just has like an involuntary twitch. That's right. Yeah. 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 But uh, one one note from this, <laughs> though. He's a really nice gorilla. Uh, uh, he could be.
2: Or he's Grodd. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Jordan Prentice and Yvonne LeBelle played the gnomes in this movie or a TV show. Uh, Jordan Prentice also was one of the actors to play Howard the Duck in the ever so not successful oh. movie Howard oh. the Duck. Oh. But he also oh. made it there. And uh, oh. also, oh. the guy that played Major McCall. Was also the voice actor for Magneto in the nineties X Men animated series, another anime or another series that aired on Fox Kids Block. So
0: Very cool. Fun things. I'm very impressed. We had, you know, like a couple of days to like kinda binge on some goosebumps mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not one of us stole yeah. anyone's What's yeah.
1: crazy knowing the Ashby Cyroosers there's an there, additional there was three. there was three more typically mean you would get like six total. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. and, and we would have shared at least one or two between the two of us. Right. Yes. <laughs> so my number three Um, was A Night in Terror Tower. And in this episode slash book, Sue and Eddie take a trip to England to visit a castle Um, and when they wander away from their tour group in the torture chamber, they get chased throughout the castle by an executioner. When they manage to escape, they soon begin to lose their memories of their families and themselves. They are sent back in time to the Middle Ages where a man named Morgrid reveals that the siblings are really a missing prince and princess whom their uncle, the executioner, wants dead. Um... Full disclosure, this book was not my favorite book. In fact, this is one of the books that was like one of the last books I got of the original 31 that were released. Um, It would just sit on the shelf at Walmart. Like They had so many copies of it. It just did not look like anything I wanted to read. But the episode was super interesting. I mean, I think in the book, the idea of time travel just seemed too unrealistic, Mm -hmm. which it's pretty stupid for the goosebumps goose mm-hmm. because, Goes, right. oh, your librarian turns into a monster. Oh, this camera kills people. Um, but time travel—that's one step too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just for some reason, as a kid, is like that's not setting you know realism. No, we can go back in time. All these other things are plausible. Time travel? No, they hadn't figured that one out yet. Um, but the um, it really came to life on screen. I like the idea. I mean, this might have been the start of my travel bug of wanting to go places because you got to see these really cool castles and stuff in the episode. Um, it really came to life, and it made a story that I wasn't the biggest fan of really, really good. So this is one of those rare instances of me enjoying something on screen yeah. more than I enjoy the source material. So that was my number three. My um, honorable mention was uh, Werewolf of Fever Swamp, which was the first book I read. Um, really good story. Um, do you all have any uh, honorable mentions yourselves?
2: I had um, Say Cheese and Die. Yeah. The, Ryan, the Gosling Ryan Gosling one. one. Yeah. Because I did remember that. One. I was like, what's the one where it's, it's a weird camera that looks like a spaceship?
1: I didn't <laughs> choose it because I just automatically assumed, like, if anybody knows anything about Goosebumps, it's like, oh, Ryan Gosling was in one. So I just assumed somebody was going to do it. So right. yeah. great choice for not choosing. One yeah. thing I the, did the think. the last five about, seconds, none of
0: us chose Say Cheese and Die. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: as an adult, watching these movies, like you were talking about earlier, you kind of recognize different things. But me over analyzing a thing, you're talking about The Monster Librarian. And all I could think about was, did that actor really eat the crickets? Like, and I kept watching as he's like feeding his bu- his tarantula, but then he's like eating bugs or whatever. Right. And it's like, is he really doing that? And I kept staring at it even closer. It's like, I mean,
2: Prop people bugs. do it all the time, I and mean, like yeah. they put it
1: in you know chocolate and stuff I've too. I've
2: eaten chocolate covered ants before. Have
1: you? Were yeah. they any good? Yeah. Just crunchy chocolate.
2: Yeah. What? I mean, it wasn't. It's ants are so small; you yeah. just taste chocolate, honestly. But I wasn't brave enough to try the chocolate covered crickets. So your that dad, seemed like, like it would be too crunchy.
1: Your dad runs a truck stop, right? Yes. They have bugs and stuff at the checkout counter. Yeah. I mean, they've
2: always had those. They're like um, like little mealy worms and stuff yeah. frozen in uh, suckers. Like scorpions and stuff yeah. like in suckers. Yeah.
1: That's what we should do. We'll get three of those and oh see which one God. of us lasts the longest.
2: <laughs> we'll, get the, we'll get the Petro to sponsor us. Yeah. And you're like, promo code what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Go yeah. What was that? Get yourself a bug sucker.
0: Yes. <laughs> Free bug sucker on us. <laughs> See how many people show up at the truck stop. Look at us. Really advertising here. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, I listed some of my favorite books. I okay. don't know if y'all did that. but um, I uh, listed remember. my one. Monster Blood, Say Cheese and Die, One Day at Horrorland, was, I think, might have been my favorite book of the whole series. Because I loved going to, like, King's Dominion, Carowinds, stuff yeah. like that. And this was a There's nice time. about that. a
2: haunted theme park. Yeah, It's just, like, chef's yes, kiss. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> along with that, uh, The Chakra on Shock Street, so which was sorry. like. Thank you for the um, <laughs> the shocker on Shock Street was like a, like on a movie studio set, mm-hmm. like where they shot um, horror films. Um, the Legend of the Lost Legend and How I Learned to Fly, um, okay. were uh, all amongst my favorites.
2: Did you say Tower of Terror? Yes. Or terror. A ta- Night Tower, in Terror Tower. Terror ta- okay. Yeah. I just had an idea that we should do an episode for the Tower of Terror movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that?
0: I don't know if I was watched it. Was it a Disney
2: movie?
0: It would have to be, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Because it's,
2: it's based on the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a cool movie. I have
0: to look into Disney Plus. I'm sure it's on there. It's got to be on it's there.
2: Gotta be. It's so good. Gotta not be.
1: to like go on and on, but Tower of Terror. We went to Disney World in December, and my nephew pre-COVID. Uh, yes, pre-COVID. <laughs> uh, my whole family went, and so my nephew went, and he just he was five at the time, and he's not big on rides. Like he likes them, but he's never rode much. So we got him on one of the roller coasters, more of like. It's in Toy Story Land, or whatever. And like he was scared, but he enjoyed it. Was Dad kept talking about wanting to ride Tower of Terror the entire trip? And I was like, Well, if you want to ride it, I'll ride it with you, whatever. And then he just kind of looked at his son. He was like, Oh, you know, you ought to come ride it with us. And he's like, well, What is it? He's, it's just an elevator. He's like, It's just an elevator yeah, it ride. It goes up and it's down. It's just up and down. Yep. And so it's like
0: life. It has its ups and downs. And then That's of course right. we
1: talked about it so much that he got excited. And now he's like, I want to ride the elevator ride. I want to ride the elevator ride. So finally <laughs> we split off and did it. And up until we got to it. He was happy. And then in line, he's like realizing, like, something's up. It's like, you guys have been lying to me. This is creepy. I'm scared standing in line right now. Then we get into the it's even scarier the as it goes further in, and you're yeah. just like, no, it's just an elevator. You keep pumping him up. The pictures at the end of that ride were just hilarious. We're like, he's out of his seat, floating nearby, yes. screaming, screaming at the top of his lungs. And off. it's not like having fun. He's like scared to death. And we got off, and we're in the the gift shop. And he's like, I never want to do that again. That's (laughs) funny.
2: The Tower of Terror ride is an excellent, excellent example of ambiance setting Mm -hmm. the stage for the ride. Yes. There was so much else to that before Mm -hmm. you even got to the ride that was part of the line that was just fantastic. Even I
1: got to it, and I was kind of creeped out. Because I was younger, like super young kid, I didn't ride a ton of stuff. And then I got to a stage where I rode everything. But by the time, like, I got even like now, I was 32 at the time, getting in line for that. Mm-hmm. And the further you get deeper into it, the more into that world you are. And you're like, this is creepy. Yeah. I know this is fine. Right. I'm going to make it out. Everything's fine. <laughs> but, like, right. at the same time, you're like, yeah. it's very creepy. Just keep having yeah. fun and don't overthink it. But I don't because especially, like, even the act, like, The guests are like the people in charge of the ride or act creepy. It's their job
2: to be creepy. And they're dressed as like bellhops and stuff and they look like they're supposed to be there. Yes. It's really creepy, yeah.
0: Wow. What was your your book? Uh, Your favorite? It was The Gnomes because that was the only one I remember. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um. Social media shout-outs, um, we are surpassing the Captain America episode. We've done it uh, at this oh. point.
2: Um,
0: you, you are living up to your goal of making us these the longest episodes. Well,
2: to be fair, there's three of us now. That's yes. true.
0: And I, I'm not criticizing because they've been fantastic. <laughs> and if you take my parts out, it, it cuts down a lot. It cuts down to about 20 minutes. Yes. So. Um, Feel so free to edit freely. Social media um, shout-outs. Ashley Webster said that she, um, she loved... All of the uh, the books, but when the Choose Your Adventure ones came out, she would read and reread all the time. Uh, her favorite was about a carnival, which we found to be Escape the Carnival of Horse, which was, I believe, the first Choose Your Adventure uh, Goosebump book. Um, I didn't know those existed. So, yeah. like, when she posted that today, I had to go Google it and find them. Yeah, they're, which I thought was cool. But they're, like, they're, they're fantastic. Um, I'm going to have to go to Instagram and see... What we did there. So,
2: really quick while you're looking that up, Mm -hmm. um, just to give you some time to do that, uh, I looked up, I was Googling Goosebumps to find some information, and Mm -hmm. uh, Nerdist.com had an article from like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. that said Goosebumps live action TV series is coming. So, I looked at the article and it Mm -hmm. says Good news, Goosebumps fans, another TV show based on the books is in development according to deadline. Scholastic Entertainment will team with Sony Pictures TV on a new live-action series based on Stein's books. So there should be one coming. It makes me
1: wonder: is it going to be like more kid-related
0: again, or are they going to like spook it up because they, they know? Are the they going to um, try to uh, capture that '90s audience who were about the 30s to say the now. target audience now is much older? So well, I can it imagine. says
2: there's no other information available at the time, so we don't really know what this Goosebump series will mm-hmm. look like. But the director involved or the producer involved. Um, is likely, because of him, it's likely that it'll connect to the new films, Goosebumps and Goosebumps 2. Um, they don't know if Jack Black will play a role as Stein or anything like that, but um, because of who's in talks to do the series, it seems like it will have, a, it'll be a similar theme mm. and tone and sort of level of age that the newest movies were. Very
3: very I
1: much. feel like those are almost more like funny, scary movies. Yes, so yeah, like yeah.
2: Cool. yeah.
0: Uh, Goosebump Boy Reviews says The Ghost Next Door and Mr. Mortman's Library says the best book for me was The Girl Who Cried Monster. The best episode was The Haunted Mask. Um, I'm, I think there was more but I can't find them. Love that Haunted Mask. The Haunted Mask was Did great. you go
1: to the actual what, the what Facebook? I, I did. Because
0: Chris Rode commented somewhere. I'll have to find it. Um, here it is. Oh, here, the next one down. Um, let's go to all comments. Uh, Chris Rode. He says, I remember the first episode I watched was The Haunted Mask and kind of freaked me out. I also owned it on VHS. The other two episodes that were on my honorable mentions were Welcome to Camp, Nightmare, and Night of the Living Dummy. And on a side note, my six-year-old son has watched all of them and loves creepy things. And I've watched some of them and didn't realize how cheesy they were. The pains of getting older. Also, he's waiting for an invite to be part of an episode. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, it. this week. That was, uh, that was the uh, comments from social media. Again, What, what Media and WTW underscore media on Twitter. Um. Any final thoughts from y'all? Uh, you know, now it's uh, it's almost eight thirty. Oh. <laughs>
1: I did one other note that I had in my
0: thing. The sponge from yes. the
1: whatever episode uh, it was. I yeah. Well, the
0: it, the uh, came from like living beneath the sink or something. The they figured out the way to keep that sponge not a monster
1: was to sing. Yes. Or have music, and you know what song calmed that monster? Um,
0: you are my sunshine. Originally,
1: but the kids don't know that song. So do you know what they play to keep that to keep Get quiet and calm. No. The intro to Goosebumps television show. Oh. They use that everywhere. It's
0: the only thing we have licensed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like we we can't afford to pay that for that. That guy who music. scored
2: that season was a genius. Yes. <laughs> yes. Way to go, Brad. <laughs>
1: well he earned his money.
0: All right, friends, we appreciate you joining us on this journey as we talk about. Everything Goosebumps and R.L. Stein related. Didn't even talk about my R.L. Stein autographed book, which is just kind of sitting which over here on the couch. Dope. Um, Super still you know It sounds
1: like you need to p- do another Instagram post.
0: It is not for kids, mm-hmm. so don't buy but it. But still show kids. it. It's got an autograph oh, in does there. have an autograph. You're right. Hang on. Let's open it up.
2: We're going to show it to the people on on YouTube, YouTube and Facebook.
1: And you need to take a picture and put it online. Oh
2: boy. Yep. That's amazing.
1: I haven't seen it yet. Turn it this way. There, what do you
0: know? R.L. Stein. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. Legit. Legit. Yeah, not our non-profit. Turns out Eric's like, look look (laughs) look at at me. This (laughs) This is the one thing I have, yes. Uh, We appreciate you joining us. Um, Stay tuned for next week. Again, don't know what we're talking about, but we appreciate it. We want to give a big shout-out to Ricky Lyles, who, again, has let us stay in his home to record um, here at J House Studios. Uh, Until next time, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. Thank you again for joining us, Ashby. Um, if you want to hear more Ashby, um, let us know because we want to hear more Ashby. So you're going to get it regardless. But vote for me. Vote yeah. for Ashby. <laughs> she'll let make, me she'll, review. she'll make all of your dreams come true, apparently, like uh, Hector, no, Pedro from Napoleon right. Dynamite. That's
1: right. I think in future episodes that we review things, mm-hmm. I'll just take myself out. I'll just be the comment. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll commentary. <laughs> Y'all's reviews and things.
0: Uh, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. And we will see you next week. Bye. What's up? What's
3: up? Bye i